And welcome to Screen Tones, where we talk anything and everything webcomics. Today, we're going to be talking about reader communities versus creator communities in the world of webcomics. I'm Crispy, my pronouns are she, they, and I make the comic Ghost Junk Sickness. I'm Varathane, I use the pronouns she, they as well, and I make the comics Chiralt and Witchwood. I'm Delphina, I use she, her pronouns, and I make the comic Zombulus. And I am Rennie, I use she, they pronouns, and I make the webcomic Kate Blast. So communities take a couple forms in webcomics. Finding a community to support you on your journey as a creator is important, and sometimes they're going to be your proofreaders, your cheerleaders, and recommended printers or conventions. There's also the communities we make for our readers to discuss your comic and meet each other. So we're going to be talking about those things, where they live, and what the difference and expectations are for both of them. Yeah, so this is exciting. So what are your favorite creator community experiences, and and what kinds of things should you expect from a creator community? So one of the really, really cool things about creator community is the resources and stuff like that that you do get from them, like the printing and the, the cons and the, you know, where to actually host for web comics and stuff like that. And it can even like boil down to you getting beta readers and, and even sometimes uh, fans of your own work. That's not going to be all the time, but we'll discuss that later. But there's, you know, I, I, I really do enjoy hearing the, the creative process from people in creative communities, how their works kind of came to be and, you know, just kind of getting inspired from from those kind of those places yeah it can be so inspiring just surrounding yourself with people who are kind Mm -hmm. of doing the same thing you are and I mean I I really treasure that Um, I'm part of the spider forest webcomic collective um, and it's just really nice to be able to just go to them when I'm stuck on you know I I can't get this pose right or yeah or I'm going to this convention does anybody live here and like sometimes you know you you get a couch to crash on for for a convention or sometimes you're get recommendations for oh you know there's this really nice restaurant in my city or <laughs> no stay away from that convention like just like there's there's so much that you can get from them and it's it's so enriching and so inspiring yeah i think one of the best things is and i'm gonna get a little sappy on on main here is that i did meet like all of y'all in uh the creative Aww. communities uh, that I've been to. I was gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I just I just took that from you. <laughs> I mean, you know what? How how about you? How about you expand on that there uh, thing then? Well, I mean, that's the way that I met all all the cool cats, and this podcast was through like a a small like circle of webcomic creators. It's been kind of a long road of going through different creator communities because I've been I've been at comics for. A very long time now. <laughs> so when I was getting started in web comics, forums were really where all of the the community interaction and socializing was happening. I first started hanging out on a space that was called the Web Comic List, and it was a, a website whose general premise was they were trying to collect like literally all web comics, and uh, they would like move them around to the top of the list as they updated. 
uh, so people, readers could kind of keep track of the titles that they liked and build a little favorites list. And then there was also a forum on the side, which ostensibly was meant to kind of attract anybody who was interested in webcomics. But in practice, it got a lot of creators who wanted to talk to each other about, you know, the craft of making webcomics. And at the time, this was like 2006, 2007. Uh, a lot of those conversations were about the different ad networks that people were like including in their websites and like calls for guest art and stuff like that. Some some aspects have not changed very much uh, <laughs> since then, but the the spaces that people tend to congregate in have definitely turned over a considerable amount. It went to mostly Twitter for a little while, um, and now it's definitely Discord is kind of where all that community socializing is happening. And probably the most consistent community that I've been a part of is the Spider Forest Webcomic Collective, uh, which I joined in 2009. Uh, and it's actually been on all of those spaces, which is pretty cool. Spider Forest represent! <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell us a little about Spider Forest, Delfina? <laughs> I guess I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, th that wasn't my first community, though. Um, my oh. first one was on LiveJournal. <gasps> um, and it sprang out of NaNoWriMo because people were doing NaNoWriMo in November and they wanted to do a comic version. So they called this Nano Mongo, like manga. What? I love that. Yeah. And so you're trying to do 30 pages in 30 days. Which... What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Pro tip. That, that, don't do that. Maybe sketch pages or whatever. I met like a lot of people. I met Ray there. No way. Yeah. Back in the day. You guys knew each other that long? Uh-huh, back from the live journal days. Oh um and gosh. like Bob who did does Demon of the Underground, they were there. Like just a lot of, of really classic comics. And yeah, it was it was just such a fun community. And and yeah, that's that's kind of where I started off. I just remember DeviantArt. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, I yeah. gotta change my answer. Yeah. That was where I started. <laughs> <laughs> my first community of any kind, way back on DA. Was that mostly like fans or like were you also connecting with other creators? It was kind of a bit of both because at the time it wasn't stratified in that way. So it was no. like uh, I joined as like a teenager who just wanted to make art and show show uh -huh. it to my friends. And then I discovered <laughs> that there were strangers here and I could show my art to strangers too. And maybe the strangers would like it as well. And it was this mm -hmm. novel experience kind of becoming also a fan of other people's work at the same time, the longer I hung out there. Yeah, DeviantArt is such a core part of like why I even got into comics in the first place. And I think that's like such a case for like, so many people because mm -hmm. like you go on there and it was such a robust community of like artists of basically any sort of skill and it was people going in like hey i like your art here's a llama well like deviantart has this really really nice kind of natural like community for both readers and creators and i yes. say there's in a sense where it's just like you know they can have collections of their favorite things in their favorites that that's called and go around and just kind of talk about art and their collections and then join forums to talk about said art and collections and stuff like that so you know it actually was pretty innovative in its time uh when it kind of came out because like you know that was definitely a hub for connecting 
It was. With not only just creators, but, you know, people who enjoyed your work at the same time because there was just such a place for it, right? Yeah, it was so easy to interact with uh, other either creators or viewers or just on basically any sort of topic or whatever. And that accessibility really like in not not in a like modern Twitter sense, but it was you felt like you were a part of something, Mm -hmm. whether you were one of the bigger, you know, getting daily deviations all the time or someone like me just starting off like, hey, this is something I I enjoy. I want to see more of this stuff. And then maybe I'll draw my own stuff someday, too. And it was very easy to get inspired on community sites like DA back in the day. Yeah. And I think the core thing about DeviantArt that I miss was that nothing was pushed down by the algorithms. And so Mm. like if you followed somebody, you saw all their stuff and you really did kind of get to know their artwork and become a fan of it. And I think that's something that we lost when we all moved to Twitter and stuff. We did. And I feel like there's that also like unhealthy push because you do have sites that push this algorithm on creators like artists alike to constantly create pieces whereas DeviantArt like you know I followed whoever and you know they would post maybe once a month but you know I still saw it chronologically in the nice little you know notifications and it would show the thumbnail and you know I mean I, I enjoyed it and I feel like creators enjoyed that too that time between each piece. The other the other thing with when it came to DeviantArt is that because there was no algorithm, you kind of had to do a lot more of the legwork in finding other artists yes. and other people to interact with yourself. And so you would meet a much more kind of mixed up spectrum of people on it. It mm-hmm. wouldn't just be kind of pushing whatever the most popular aesthetic was or like the yeah. types of work that tend to hit mainstream. It would just be kind of, oh, they just happened to post at this time of day. And uh, you'd get these really unexpected collections of artists and types of work and and you can find yourself like grow with communities too at different skill sets that i found so much easier during that time because you know when you do have things that do rely on an algorithm the things that gets pushed are going to be the things that take off right usually the most popular most polished most etc etc and, you know, it's it's really interesting to kind of just, you know, have that space from the before times to kind of, you know, grow with each other and, and, and evolve that way that, again, helped both creators and uh, enjoyers of art slash readers in a community kind of coexist naturally. Yeah. And like, there's definitely a saying uh, that I've heard in so many different places of like, when you're a creator, you will grow with the people around you. And that was absolutely the case on a lot of those old sites like DeviantArt, like like, even LiveJournal or other pro sites back in the day. I know for me, I definitely got that feeling rekindled because I went DA and then went a couple years away. And then when I got back into things, one of the very first creator groups that I actually got involved in was a a local in-person group, Uh, not even online. It's a group called the Boston Comics Roundtable. And it's just a bunch of people who get in a room every Thursday and talk about what they're doing, making comics, you know, talk about each other's work, um, share what they're proud of, what they're doing. And then even if it's just like, there's a wall where people could put like critique stuff up, or you could just sit around and hang out and, you know, have snacks while you all draw together. And like that sort of space just felt so, such like, 
camaraderie with your peers and like you got to see people grow live in front of you and i've met so many incredible creators that way both web comics and print of just getting involved in like local in-person communities and i know nowadays that's difficult due to <laughs> the general situation but if you live in an area with sort of one of those in-person groups i highly recommend it because it's absolutely going to you know be a very very you know positive experience i think yeah i've uh i've kind of created little small groups of friends in person just for hanging out at cafes and stuff in the before pandemic times yeah <laughs> and uh i definitely recommend that just as kind of a, an incentive to get together on a weekly basis with any kind of schedule but that's been one of the nicest things about most webcomic communities for for creators is that support for one another like being able to get critique or feedback on works mm -hmm. in progress and just kind of trading shop talk like that sort yeah. of shop talk tends to be at the center of a lot of these creator communities like just asking for tips about like what's the best way to do this thing that we're all kind of trying to do <laughs> on some level <laughs> yeah what i think is really interesting too about real life groups because i've been to a couple of them i can find them on like meetup.com sometimes and they'll they just have like a coffee and comics night so i'd show up to the coffee and comics night and like it was just so interesting to get out of the webcomic bubble specifically and see like what people in print comics were doing what what other like zine people oh, were doing yeah. because that could really get you out of a mindset that yes. the only place that matters is online because mm -hmm. it absolutely does not agreed and when you start interacting with people who are doing like something that might be very different from you you can and like learn a lot yeah grow so much it's cool actually the the way that i found a bunch of other in-person groups uh because i i'm based in toronto for a long time this might still be going i'm not sure there was a group called the toronto comic jam and they would meet every tuesday at the back room in a local pub oh that's so cool and i i think i actually heard about it uh i'm sorry for going back to deviantart again but uh <laughs> in like 20 i don't know 10 or something deviantart had an in-person meetup in high park in toronto and i went to it and i got told about all these other cool things what? that were happening right in my own city and i was like what i I never even heard of these things. I like comics. So I went I went to the pub on the Tuesday and I found the group who were doing this cool like uh take sheets of like uh just white paper on clipboards and uh somebody would draw a panel on it and attach it to the clipboard and put it up at the stage at the front and then somebody else would go and pick up that clipboard and draw a panel two beside it and then put it back at the front and eventually you'd get like a full page of just this random comic that was built kind of improvised based off of uh oh what could happen after this oh it's my pretty God. cool we did the same thing in the at boston comics roundtable and like seeing that like group come up with sort of like the improv on the spot it's it's so cool yeah i recommend like checking out if there's anything like that in your area mm -hmm. or i mean there's there's online equivalents for some of these things uh like just uh activities some of it might be on reddit i'm not sure <laughs> i don't really go there <laughs> yeah, there's like Twitter hashtags sometimes you can get a part of like I know the like draw this in your style sort yes. of thing is is a trend and, and that kind of gets you interacting with other creators that I think those are kind of cool. I think so too. It's it's definitely, you know, there is there is different ways to kind of reach out 
and and then see and, and inspire each other definitely with creative communities and you making that point Delphi about learning from different types of creators I think is just so important and that not everything happens online too and you know even just attending like local art festivals and and listening to other people's processes and and their journeys actually can really impact the way that you have a relationship with the art that you create. So I think that, you know, extending yourself in that way and and keeping an open ear to others, I think is a is a really big key with creative spaces because I know that there are some downsides to the creative community when it is creators and creators. And one of them is kind of conflating, you know, your fellow creators as your readers as well. And, you know, that can be a little bit tricky thinking about that because, you know, just because I'm a friend of somebody who creates super comic bread person boy, I don't know. I hope that's not a real comic. <laughs> Doesn't mean I actually read super comic bread boy. How dare. You know what I mean? And and there is sometimes when you're in these creative spaces that you almost feel expected to do so. And I can definitely, or, and I have uh, seen how that can kind of go in a lot of oopsie kind of ways. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard because like not every comic not every story is going to be everybody's thing yes you want to be able to be supportive and you want to be able to promote your friends but like sometimes even if you do have the time to read their stuff like and and that's a big if sometimes because we all have lives and some people have very long archives self call out um, but, <laughs> but yeah it's like it's even if you do have that kind of time it's not always going to be your style of thing and you mm-hmm. just kind of have to reconcile that I think one of the the hardest parts about making a webcomic is finding the time to read other webcomics so when you go in with that expectation that the other creators in your space are are going to be your target audience it's you're sadly probably setting yourself up for getting let down because not everyone's going to have the time to read everything, especially in large creator groups. So those creative spaces are definitely use those to help hone your craft and like talk shop and like get to know other people in your group. But if you're looking for readers, those probably aren't the spaces you should be looking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And oftentimes you can see when spaces are kind of getting a little bit choked into, you know, the promote with promote with promote kind of reminding me of the same $20 bill being passed around in the artist alley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, you just kind of create this, this circle of, I don't even, it's not going anywhere. And, and people are just kind of saying the same thing and, you know, just there for the update channel. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not really as helpful as it could be. And I think it's just really important to, you know, give each other that space and room to talk about your creative journey, but also don't, don't expect people to be your cheerleaders at the same time, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think it's important when you join a, a community of other creators that you kind of are respectful of everybody else having like their own lives and time and sets of interests that might not necessarily overlap mm-hmm. with the work that you personally are doing. Like, Obviously, hopefully no one is going to be rude about it because <laughs> then they're rude jerks. Um, but like not if I'm not a big fan 
of like horror or something like that and a horror creator joins i might not read their comic or vice versa if they're only a fan of some specific thing that i'm making maybe they won't read my comic and that's not like it's not a bad thing i i'm not saying horror is anything specific i actually love horror (laughs) (laughs) calling yourself out like twice (laughs) (laughs) but just you know uh, like people they have the choice to like choose their own reading lists and uh it doesn't necessarily have to include every single member of a 400 person discord server Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's nothing personal against uh, anything it's just time or what they're into yeah and i you know what i understand the hustle i understand the hustle and the need to push 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 your work uh we all do we all create comics but you know there's definitely gonna need to be a little bit of a certain line and then kind of like pulling yourself back from you know okay where where am i extending myself too much where am i crossing some i don't know boundaries almost kind of saying this too much and it's just like assessing the situation to see okay is this acceptable for me to kind of take the stage here or whatnot or even just something you know for your own sake as as like Rennie said it's a little bit setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment there uh expecting so much jumping into things and this is not any of us saying you know not to enjoy these creative communities i mean we've got so much out of them but one thing is to definitely kind of think about you know the other person as well they're also a creator and how much time you have and and stuff like that and kind of you know go back and forth thinking about you know kind of goals there yeah it's it's so tricky too because you kind of especially on Twitter or something like that, part of like the marketing or like even, I don't know if it's marketing or best practices or, or whatever you want to say, but like a thing that happens a lot is uh, we're all artists. When we like a comic, sometimes we'll draw stuff for the other person mm-hmm. or we'll ask for guest art or something like that because we're taking a hiatus or something like that. And it's just, it's hard to maybe watch that happen and wonder like, okay, am I on that kind of relationship with this other creator? Is that, is is that what's going on here or or not? (laughs) It can take a bit of experience and just uh, taking it slow, but it's, it's tricky. Yeah. I'm part of the Spider Forest webcomic collective and it is a creator community first and foremost. I mean, we have a, a smaller area and, and people certainly could talk about different updates um, or specific comics that they like, but it is for creators. Um, a lot of the conversation there that is just shop talk or, you know, the members getting together and kind of either supporting each other giving advice, commiserating, talking about their day mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And it, it's it's very nice. It's good. Um, and I think the fact that we do have like this application process kind of lets us look at each comic on its own, look at each creator and what their mindset is around making their comics mm-hmm. so that when we're inviting people to the community, we know that everybody's on the same page and that nobody's yeah. just there to be constant advertisements towards <laughs> the other. <laughs> other creators in the space because that is not what we're about at all i think that's really important to kind of just i I think the curating process makes it definitely something that's just meant for the creator space and i I really appreciate that spider force discord also allows like readers as well eh? 
Yeah, yeah. You can join if you're not a member. Um, you, there's a Discord community and you can go there. And and yeah, just talking about what you're doing. A lot of times we actually like it when people who aren't members but are thinking about becoming members join the community and kind of interact because then we kind of get to know what their mindset is and where they are in their creator process. So, um, so yeah, it's cool. We'll put some links in the show notes, I guess, to, to our spaces. If you're a comic creator who wants to meet some cool people or get some feedback on your work. But yeah, it is a much different space than someplace where you're expecting to get everybody to read your stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And kind of thinking about that, you know, the helpfulness that it has for the creator spaces to have with the feedback and, you know, that that community that is going to help you kind of see your vision as a webcomic creator, I think is really, really special. I, I really admire Spider Forest for that. Hi, this is Delphina here to talk to you about Into the Swell, which is Miranda's awesome comic. A pirate and a wizard are forced to go together on an ocean-wide treasure hunt to win their freedom. But as they grow closer to their goal and each other, more mysteries surface. What will they uncover in this new chapter? You can catch up on the archives at intotheswellcomic.com or follow Miranda at Miranda Cakes Art on all social medias for updates. Check it out and enjoy the episode. Talking about this kind of community with the creator aspect of it, what is the difference with reader-based kind of communities then? This one is a bit of a moving target because I feel like reader communities tend to kind of happen organically around like the things that they are specifically a reader of. Uh, I feel like they tend to coalesce more into like fandom spaces or uh, people who read a lot of a specific genre, like they're super into fantasy in general or very into hard sci-fi so they'll seek out a space for other readers of the same thing as them uh and it it's it's kind of hard to find because you can't really google webcomic reader community and just find something you really Mm -hmm. have to get specific about it like fantasy webcomic space time to fan about the thing that we like (laughs) uh it's a love fanning (laughs) yeah well it used to be uh way way back in the forum days it used to be a bit more straightforward because uh, a webcomic would create a a forum for their fans and Mm -hmm. that would be pretty much explicitly a fandom space consisting of the people who were reading the webcomic and on some level i guess discus comment sections have kind of become that in a way Uh, But they have a very different feel because they don't really persist in a singular spot. It'll be a different thread for every single page of the comic. And so you might have readers who are active and reply to one another, but it's not really on the same level where like one of them will just start a thread about like, let's talk about your day or like, let's start a fan art thread or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's less collaboration in kind of modern, (laughs) modern internet uh, webcomic fandom, I guess. Yeah. And like, it's, it's very hard too because it seems like a lot of the reader interaction these days mostly comes like in the form of like just, just the comment section and maybe a tiny bit on Twitter. And it's, 
it's difficult to pin down. Absolutely, you're right with the moving target. I miss forums. <laughs> they were so Same. much better. I miss DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah, um, that was like my first experience. Like, um, I, I was on a forum community for a comic called Acid Reflux, which was about a, like, little monster universe that like ate its god and so its god was like stuck in its little monster universe um and that this was like way back in like 2000 or or something like that and and we really got going with like rp sections and just talking about the comic but also just meeting each other and that's actually where i met my husband um yeah yeah so webcomic community forum communities have a very special place in my heart um, and then I got involved in the Seraph Inn forum community, um, which was for the works of Sarah Ellerton, who did Inverlock and Phoenix Requiem. And again, it was just, um, it was something that she hosted on her site, exactly like you said. And people could just play games together. We had like a mafia sort of thing that went on for a long, long time. We had just complain about your day, tell us what's going on, share your art. And it was just really big and inspiring, but it really did have to have a fairly large following, the kind of following that you could almost exclusively only get Mm -hmm. because it was early days of internet and there just wasn't a lot out there. And I feel like it, as much as I miss forums and I want them to come back, I think we've split up the party too much. There's too many comics and there's too many other distracting things. But that's a that's a really, really good point, though, Delphi, is the fact that there is a lot of webcomics and there is like, you know, that would mean so much. Because I think like, especially in this past, I'm going to say five to six years, especially mm-hmm. the boom for webcomics is crazy and that's mostly probably because of the creation of something like webtoons uh and tapas being so super duper prominent in the webcomic scene that everybody and their brother is making webcomics now so i i can understand you know the not as dire need but also dire need to have that separated so it's just like you know, where do you find those specific spaces as a reader these days? Yeah, I know I, back when I first started getting into webcomics, I found a lot of webcomics through the Gaia Online forum section, which is all, look at all these anime manga webcomics that you can read that are like similar to the genre. And it's, there's not that many spaces like that anymore, which is really unfortunate. I think where we do see some of the remnants of that where it's succeeding are a lot more like genre specific things or like reader specific, like comic specific communities where I know I'm part of a a couple magical girl servers where it's a lot of readers talking about magical girls and it's great. And, you know, it captures some of that lightning in a bottle of, you know, geeking out about the thing or the category you love and just sharing everything. Like here's all the things that do this thing. And I think that like, if you can find those communities, wonderful dive in head first. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're definitely harder, harder to find. Yeah. And they're way more amorphous and a little less defined. Cause like you said, you can't really Google that stuff anymore. It's very specific. Well, you also, you have to really want to be in it these days to kind of find it because of how both centralized and kind of decentralized at the same time, the internet is like, it's all 
algorithm based and you can find a reading list now by like hopping onto like webtoon or whatever and just reading the the things that it tells you you probably want to read and uh, it's a lot more like the platforms are actively trying to show you what to read rather than trying to seek recommendations from peers i guess Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of been where the trend is headed in terms of site design. But the other thing is that I'm not really, I'm not seeking these spaces out personally anymore. So my own input on this is not going to be as a, as helpful, I guess. Well, that's my question. Is anybody? Because back in the day, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Twitter to like just talk about our day. And so I'm just wondering, are readers in need of spaces anymore for general community purposes? Oh, that's an interesting question. Oh my God, yeah. I don't know, because like I am part of a couple discords that are for specific comics. And, you know, I feel like it's really nice to take, <laughs> one might say, my hat off as a creator <laughs> um, and kind of put that at the door and just be like, cool, we're all fans of this comic and I just get to have a space to talk about it and not anything else. And I don't feel like I can do that. Like just dinking on Twitter and being like, Hey everybody, let's just talk about this. I, I like the idea of the community being like that. I feel like discord in a way is probably some kind of reinvention of the forum possibly. Yeah, I like that that too. That aspect of discord really captures that too and you see that with a lot of reader communities. And I think one of the reasons that like we don't see that much on Twitter as far as like readers like gushing about the thing is when you post something on Twitter these days, it's heavily scrutinized by literally everyone on the planet. Yeah. So you can attract yeah. a lot of people who have very strong opinions. And by strong, I mean, no, no, please go away, block me. Possibly catastrophic. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> criminal. Uh, <laughs> where it's, where like a lot, like I think in the early days of like Twitter, you would see that a lot. Or like, heck, you can even go back to some of the Tumblr discourse days, which Tumblr is a superior site. We can get back to that at another point. But I think like you see a lot of that discourse become super public, super prominent and super intense. So the idea of, yeah, that's a place I want to be in is like saying, yes, I want to jump in a bar fight. Like very few people are going to say that. So I think that's probably like part of the reason we don't see that as much anymore. Well, and I think that's why discords are so important because they are moderated. Yes. Everything else we have, like we have Twitter spaces, but if someone gets abusive in there, what are you going to do? You can mm -hmm. block them, I guess, but they're still going to be there like spreading junk and making mm -hmm. the conversation unpleasant for everybody who hasn't blocked them so yeah. in a discord community you have moderators you can kick people out if they're being bad actors you can set the tone much better and like also you know twitter tumblr they can be good but as soon as like something big happens as we've seen in the pandemic like that's going to dominate the conversation yes. and like you're just going to get pushed out mm -hmm. and so I think that's also just a very nice feature of discord in the last couple years that I've enjoyed as a community member just like being able to say you know what 
I am sick and tired of talking about this dramatic life event and Mm -hmm. I need space away from that. And here is a nice Discord community where I can just show cat pictures and talk about a comic I like. Yes. Mm -hmm. But even within the servers, you can also create like subspaces, like a separate channel for like specifically just heavy life events or specifically just pet pictures. And if you never want to see pet pictures or only want to see pet pictures, you can kind of mute and close certain channels accordingly and kind of figure out like these are the things that I come here for and I don't really want to like you know have my mood be brought down or like read about this other specific thing you can kind of customize how you interact with the space itself on a much more granular level it's a lot easier to curate yes I I feel like it is almost like a reinvention of the forums now that I think even more about it all we're missing is seriously signatures going to happen soon static urls discord are the things that are missing <laughs> i we need, need to petition discord to add back signatures yeah. <laughs> can wanna... we go back to guest books can people sign my guest book yeah. <laughs> oh, God. time to put a counter on your website oh. <laughs> <the> 500th visitor <laughs> and, and with, a, with a little animated gif next to it and... <laughs> A little oh progress God. bar with a sprite that walks across it. Oh, that makes me so happy. And the happy. sprite is Sonic. The thermometer. So I do have a question about Discord servers specifically. Like, if you're trying to make a Discord server for yourself, like, what do you do? What What kinds of things are you trying to set up? So I think that, you know, the more discord servers i'm seeing and and you're saying specifically like myself as a creator like say if i were to make a discord server for ghost junk like what would i think about specifically i i like that i'm seeing more of the held together discord servers have moderator teams and stuff like that so people dedicated to setting the tone to the space of as you and and thane had said before and uh, i i think that that's a very very important and b kind of helps curate like who kind of comes into this space and who demands what And I think that that's something that's really, really key to kind of get the conversation going, because I think that that that's probably one of the best things to think about is just like, you know, what you're going to be getting out of this community and how you're going to be interacting with other people. So how do you keep that momentum going is kind of key, uh, thinking about the Discord channels that you make. I do like what you said about moderator teams, because a lot of servers, you're not necessarily going to have a lot of problems. And those servers are very lucky. There are others that you might need a little bit more hands-on approach as a mod. But it's the ones, the communities that have survived and thrive are the ones that have those teams. So that if, say, one member of the team is having a bad time and they can't really do their full job as a mod, you have the others to be able to step up and sort of they're all there for each other. So even if like you have like two or three or whatever, this thing still moves forward and everything still rolls fine so that when that person is back and better, no one misses a beat and nothing's nothing's happened. And it's, you know, being able to lean on each other as mods is super good. Yeah, I like what I've heard from from the Spider Forest Discord when Delphi talks about that is that, you know, there's always that kind of like plan in in the background you know, to kind of handle things if things do get out of line, because you're going to get 
bombastic people, I will say, mm-hmm. uh, and people who like to be like, you know, hi, uh, I have joined this Discord, and now you will hear my life story and everything <laughs> horrible about it, and everybody becomes therapists on the spot. You will have that. It's just, it is, hap- it's going to happen. It's inevitable. It is inevitable because the internet is huge. There are people who, you know, come in and, you know, they have their own things in their head, what they're going to be using this space for. That's just... That's just how they are. Um, so having people dedicated to setting the tone, I think, is probably the most important because, you know, it's also extremely draining to have those spaces. And not every space is going to be the same as the others just because of the content that it's kind of featuring, too. So, you know, if I'm going to have a Discord server for Ghost Junk Sickness, it's it's going to be a different kind of energy than, you know, uh say uh the witchwood discord server kind of thing like they're they're different energies that are gonna happen or uh even a sombulous one or kate blast and it's just you know i think that you know with these comics and the audiences that they bring you know again i think that those expectations kind of weave themselves into the place too because i i often have those conversations with other creators kind of lamenting that one discord server is uh, I don't know, more exciting than the other kind of thing. And, oh, I wish I had that. But it's just like, but, you know, reflect on the work that you're showing. As far as the tone, being like, you know, who are your readers? What if your readers are all, you know, uh, old people who play Yahtzee at seven? <laughs> <laughs> Is that ghost junk sickness readership? No. I want to go to the shuffleboard and the server. Is it 8 o'clock? It's time to read Ghost Junk Sickness. Put that on. No, it's 5 o'clock because it's the early bird special. It, it is true, though, that some some works will, like, by, by their nature, be kind of aimed at audiences that are not very online. So especially yes. if you're targeting very young children or, like, people who are kind of outside of that most online range, like, people who are, you know, that, that 18 to 35 <laughs> target demographic <laughs> that the mainstream always approaches. But there's other... There's other readerships than that, and not all of them might live on the internet. So yep. uh, you might find your readers more in real life or at conventions or something yes. like that. Yep. Yeah, you really want to think about what your own priorities are when you're going into that space, because you might think that, like, if you know that you are a person who's very susceptible to, like, a lot of emotions and a lot of, you know, being very empathetic, maybe a large server might not be a space where like you're going to be bombarded with a lot of that, that, you know, very personal stuff from certain people, because that always happens. But if you think you can do that and you have the right people and you know people who want to be on a mod team, then maybe that space is more amenable to you. Or if you know that, like, say, you make a, a strip comic that's all, like, you know, gamer stuff, maybe maybe think about, do you want to want to interact with, you know, look at the other gamer communities and say, okay, is the, are these the kinds of, you know, groups that, uh, of people that I want to interact with? There's also uh, kind of the, I, I feel like something that can happen sometimes when folks are starting up a new Discord server for their own uh, comic the first thing that they'll do is kind of tell all the other creators that they know about it, yeah. which is a bit of a, an odd approach because that might not necessarily be a foundation for a reader community if that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to build. All the people in the other creator discord that you're in, like 
it's cool to tell them about it, but like if not all of them join immediately, I think it's important to be aware that that's that's normal. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's so many Discord servers too. Like I cannot join them all. I am yeah. so no. sorry. I have a little like group at the bottom of my Discord that's just the lurk house. I'm like I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just really important to kind of understand where to put your energy as a creator too and a reader. You know, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with this presence that you feel that you need to have, too. And, you know, just kind of being in all this space. And I know that a lot of people also feel that FOMO uh, a lot of times because there is so much going on all the time, you know, and it's just analyzing when it's okay to just kind of step back, take a breath and be like, okay, where do I really need to be and where do I feel like I really want to be in all of these kind of spaces on Twitter, on Tumblr, on DeviantArt, on Discord, even, you know, just kind of evaluating what's best for the time that you have. Oh, that sounds so like end of life. Oh my God. (laughs) No, but but, but in this era of everything's online and everything's too much online, like, That is a good point where you really got to know when to take care of yourself first and foremost, and then everything else second. Yeah. And I do think it's a bit of trial and error too, just like in terms of I'm going to join a thing, I'm going to see how I like it. And if I don't like it, have that mentality that it's okay to walk away from it. Yep. Yep. It's completely fine. And I think like understanding how to curate for yourself, I think is kind of key here to understand and know where you want to be with that energy that you do have. And I I think it's just, you know, it's really important to kind of understand that as I, I, again, both a reader and a creator. Get into the webcomics community to understand more about yourself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And also (laughs) webcomics. So are there any last thoughts that we kind of want to add to talking about creative slash reader communities that we have? Join them or don't (laughs) join them, depending on your feelings. That's my thought. And don't feel bad for lurking. Yes. Lurking is good. Lurking is where you learn. And don't make other people feel bad for lurking Ah, because they can do that if they want. Yes. Yes, they can. Just be cool. Be be understanding of people's different energy levels. And don't give the admins a hard time at speaking as an admin for Spider Force. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is a chicken salad Caesar wrap. That's been awesome. And thanks for joining us. I've been your Crispy. And you can check out my work at ghostjunksickness.com. I'm Varathane, and you can find my work at chiralt.sevensmith.net or witchwoodcomic.com. I'm Delphina, and you can find my comic Sombulus at sombulus.com. And I'm Rennie. You can find my comic at kateblast.com. All right. We'll see you later, slappers. <laughs> Woo! Come back to our community and Thank you so much for listening to Screen Tones. Please subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter at Screen Tones Cast. <laughs>